0: Hey guys, it's me, Nancy Jane Smith. Welcome back to The Happier Approach, the show that pulls back the curtain on the need to succeed, hustle, and achieve at the price of our inner peace and relationships. This is the final episode of the season. We've spent the last seven episodes looking at change from every angle. Do you feel like you've changed from thinking so much about change? I do. And that's the way change works, isn't it? Sometimes you go looking for it, but more often than not, it can sneak up on you. It's a natural part of living, growing, and learning more about yourself and the world. And man, when I think about the ways I've changed over the years, it's pretty mind boggling. So as a way to end the season and reflect on all the changes I've been through, I decided to write a letter to my 29 year old self. As you'll hear, she was very different from the person I am now. She had all these concerns and fears about the future, about controlling her future. Yep, sometimes I had to go kicking and screaming through the change machine. But in terms of the way things have turned out, I wouldn't have it any other way. Dear 29-year-old Nancy, I wanted to write to you not to change anything you've lived through because I think all those experiences have shaped you into the person you are today. Although I will tell you that yes, you do find an amazing man who isn't the type you're looking for now, but is the perfect type for you. I know you spend a lot of time worrying about that and I wanted to put your mind at ease. Again, don't let that change what you do. Just keep it in your back pocket for the nights when you feel so lost and alone. One day, you won't feel nearly as lost and alone. Okay, on to more important matters. I have a podcast. Oh, right, you don't even know what that is. So let's go with radio show. I have a radio show. I know, isn't that amazing? So many cool things are in store for you. I'm doing a radio show, and the theme of the show is about living with high-functioning anxiety. You don't know it now, but you have high-functioning anxiety, and that realization will explain a lot of your stress. Okay, back to the radio show. For the past seven shows, we've been talking about change and how to make change. I'm teaching a program helping people quiet their high-functioning anxiety through building self-loyalty. It is called Self-Loyalty School. Suffolk School is helping people create change, so I wanted to have that be a theme we explore on my podcast. I mean, radio show. And the episode is all about change over time and how, as we age, we learn to approach change differently. Yep, I'm a teacher and a writer, too. You can probably believe the teacher part, but even I am still shocked by the writing part. It's one of my favorite parts of my job. But again, I digress. I'm just so excited to talk to you. I can remember, even though it was 20 years ago, how much you wanted to change. Wow, I know how much you secretly hate yourself. You want to be a completely different person and try your hardest to figure out how to make that happen. That feeling of being a fraud and just waiting for the world to figure it out, that is the worst. I have all the journals you wrote, hours and hours writing, trying to figure out your life. You truly believed if you read enough and wrote enough, you would figure it out. But it didn't happen. I finally figured out a few years ago that the answers aren't there. They are inside. Yep, the place you hate the most and are the most afraid to venture into. I have reread some of those journals, and all you are doing is analyzing over and over. You aren't acknowledging your feelings at all. No wonder you are so stuck. Today, I actually teach people to acknowledge their feelings, and it is a huge part of the work I do. I know it's so hard to believe, but it is true. It takes a while, but you do figure out the importance of acknowledging your internal experience. One thing you will spend much of your next 10 years doing, drinking alcohol. You like alcohol now, but in the next few years you realize how much it helps quiet the monger and numb the anxiety. Ironically, alcohol also helps you get in touch with those big feelings you're ignoring and stuffing down. That becomes a bit much, and I'm glad you and I have figured out a new way of getting in touch with our feelings. It takes many years for you to figure it out, but it actually makes the anxiety way worse. You figure it out, and around the same time, you realize what I said about the key is looking internally, not running away from it as quickly as possible. Don't get me wrong, I love a good numbing session, but these days, it tends to be more numbing on bad TV than alcohol. But keep your wits about you. You make some crazy decisions when you're drinking, so watch yourself. You and I have changed a lot in the past 20 years, but I really thought I would know more than I do at 49. I thought I would have more certainty. I thought I would be fixed. But what I realize now is I didn't need to be fixed. I was never really broken. Searching for certainty makes me totally miserable because it doesn't really exist. As far as knowing more, quite honestly, I see now that knowledge is endless and ongoing. I know you believe one day there will be a finish line where you will be judged for doing it right and winning. But what I know for sure, 20 years later, there is no finish line. You will never be complete. Forever incomplete, as Alanis Morissette says. Well, she hasn't recorded that song yet, but it will be one of your favorites even before you really get what she means. Okay, girl, take care of yourself. You are amazing. You are going to be an amazing career counselor at Otterbein University. You will help a lot of students there, some of whom I'm still friends with today, 20 years later. In two years, you will walk into a bar and a cute guy with glasses will start chatting with you from behind the bar. That's him. That's your guy. Just trust me. Nancy. Naturally, after I did all this personal reflection in the form of a letter, I had to talk to my husband, Doug, about it. Introduce yourself.
1: Hey there. You need to be closer. Yeah, there you go. Um, never being bossed around. This is... <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm trying to help. I'm not bossy you are not
1: bossy. Always helpful. Um, <laughs> the husband of Nancy Jane Smith. I'm Douglas Harris. I go by Doug.
0: So I wrote a letter to my 29-year-old self... I can't believe it's been 20 years since I was 29. And that got me thinking about how much I've changed because that was right before I, not right before, but I think I met you when I was 31. And I think we've changed a ton.
1: Yes, we couldn't be married had we not changed from the people in that bar.
0: (laughs) How would you say we've changed, I changed, or you changed since that time?
1: Well, I would say that, I've changed because I've come to a better acceptance of the fact that I am someone who has limits and I can tell people those limits and they have to take them. I believe you call them boundaries, but I can be like, this is an overwhelming atmosphere. I'm, I need to leave mm-hmm. and it's respected and that's nice because I've always done a lot of uncomfortable atmospheres for a really long time (laughs) because
0: you didn't ask
1: no i didn't speak up i just made it a whole lot more fun to be in a quiet atmosphere and i was like wow that can be respected let's see how that can evolve and
0: And that this is because just in case people don't know of your epilepsy
1: um yes um i've been picked jobs and things my whole life sort of based around my epilepsy and Nancy helped me realize and understand that you can tell people that you have epilepsy and that you're a professional passenger and that that's okay
0: because <laughs> you can't drive
1: because <laughs> I can't drive <laughs>
0: just trying to clarify
1: and good no clarification is part of why I'm married yeah.
0: <laughs> do you think people can change over time without trying
1: Definitely,
0: like maturity with age brings change,
1: I think with trips around the sun and growing older doesn't necessarily bring about change, but more so the things that interact with you as you get as you age that force change, okay, so
0: you <laughs> think we run up against enough resistance
1: like here's a huge obstacle, like someone dies
0: there's
1: ah. there's instant change, here's a huge obstacle, like. Mm-hmm. Someone who was close to you and you got to see every day moves out of town.
0: I would agree with you. I think that life happens and therefore change happens. Mm-hmm. And I think every time life happens, we have a choice whether we're going to go kicking and screaming into the change or we're going to embrace the change.
1: Yes. And I'm jaded because as I get older... Um, my medical condition gets worse, Mm -hmm. so my limitations increase, um, and that's way less fun and probably not true for everyone. I'm sure everyone's got their stuff that keeps them at home. But when I think of change, sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, the better days back when I had less limitations, but then you miss out on all the wisdom. So who really knows? I think I'd take wisdom over being able to run up and down hills. (laughs)
0: because my dad used to say he wished he could go back to, you know, like with all the wisdom, he could go back and be 20 again. Would you want to do
1: that? Your dad was a smart man but no, I really enjoyed the lack of wisdom I had at 20.
0: (laughs) How do you think I've changed?
1: You've learned a lot about relaxation and boundaries enough that you're ready to like dive into it and dip your toe into what would it be like if I relaxed more um, or differently would it be okay would it be a bad girl if cause you're a loving regimented person <laughs>
0: do you think that cause I feel like I have I think I've relaxed a lot in the like worrying about what I still do a lot like I think I worry a lot but I used to worry a lot more about what other people thought and I worry far less about that
1: definitely I think you're happier being yourself whatever that is and for a while you thought there was someone that if you turned left instead of right your world would be so different and better and then you kept making left turns and you're like, this is still better.
0: I felt like I used to think there was a formula and I just had to find the formula and then I would be happy. And I still get stuck in that sometimes, but I can, I can come out of that much faster.
1: You didn't believe that your way was good enough. Yes. Yeah. Or that your way might be right and that testing it was wrong. But now you're, you're able to explore why more. You ask why a whole lot more.
0: It was interesting, I had a client today say to me that since, cause I would just say all this is self loyalty. Like i definitely feel I am more loyal to myself. And the client this morning said, she's been trying to define self loyalty. And she said, self loyalty is I won't negotiate with anyone on who I am. I think that that is where I lived for a long time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: for a very long time. It was just like, I just need to belittle myself. If I could be some, someone different, it would be okay and it's so freeing and still new to be like i this is it this is who this is who i'm stuck with you know and i think you have taught me that so where do you see i something i, I have to my next assignment for this podcast is to write a letter to myself in 20 years in the future what do you see in the next 20 years how do you see yourself changing
1: She giggles with the innocent smile. Um, In the next 20 years, this is, it's truly one of those questions that is just like, well, if I get to live to 66, then maybe I'd be doing this.
0: Can you picture yourself? I can't either. Dear 69-year-old Nancy, As I write this, the world is a crazy place political turmoil, a war in Ukraine, and it feels like a mass shooting every week, not to mention a pandemic that never seems to end. We are all tired and frayed, but I still have hope that goodness and love will win, that fear and contempt for each other will fade. I hope I'm right. As I write this, I'm working on a podcast. Yep, remember the happy approach? Do podcasts still exist? Maybe you're an avatar in the metaverse. But we are wrapping up Season 3, where we are talking about change. So, I'm writing a letter to you to show how maturity brings change. So, how close to perfect are you at 69? You must be almost there by now. (laughs) I hope you found some peace after the older generation passed. Right now, that is something very much on my mind. The change from being the younger generation to the older generation. Time is crazy, isn't it? Knowing how much the concept of self-loyalty has impacted my life so far, I'm hopeful you are still able to do the work you love, teaching the way of self-loyalty and helping people with anxiety. I am sure that need hasn't gone away. I hope you and Doug are healthy and doing a lot of travel and adventure. You probably have great nieces and nephews now, and I can see you, the cool, funky aunt with the long, flowing gray hair tied back in a messy braid. I'm excited to see what happens in the next 20 years. 69 feels so far away, but I know it'll be here in a heartbeat. Nancy. When we first decided to do this episode and we came up with the idea for me to write these letters, I was initially scared and full of self-doubt, especially writing the letter to my older self. I was surprised how much it forced me to reflect on not only where I have been and all the changes I've made, but where I'm headed and all the changes yet to come. Even days after writing the letters, I'm still thinking of my younger and older selves. I recommend you try this exercise and see what comes up. You might be surprised as well. That's it for this season. I hope you enjoyed our exploration of change just as much as I have. We'll be back soon with a whole new concept for our next season. Stay tuned in and subscribe to the podcast for updates. Until then, you can stay in touch by subscribing to my newsletter, or if you've been inspired by this season, signing up for Self-Loyalty School. The Happy Approach is produced by Nikki Stein and me, Nancy Jane Smith. Music provided by Pod5 and Epidemic Sound. For more episodes, to get in touch, or to learn more about self loyalty school, you can visit nancyjanesmith.com. And if you like the show, leave us a review. It actually helps us out a lot. Thanks, as always, to our favorite Happier Approach guest, my husband, Doug, for speaking with us today. The Happier Approach will be back with a new season in a few months. Take care until then.